Everything is possible. Good evening. I'm Mr. Rourke. Let me officially welcome you to Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island! I'm curious how this all works. What if your fantasy involves a person from your life? Holograms, like Tupac. What if it's somebody who died? Tupac. So, what's your fantasy? Revenge on a childhood bully. Your life is about to change. I hope you're ready. That is a really good hologram. There is only one fantasy per guest. And you must see your fantasy through. It brought her back to life. No matter what. Oh my god, that's really her. Work. This is not what I meant. What the hell is this place? People die here. <gasps> the island's twisting what we asked for. We weren't brought here to have our own fantasies. I got it. We were brought here to be a part of something else. I get it. I want it. I get it. I'm your friend. I've always wanted to hear you say that. Alright, welcome back. This is Brandon Spivey from the Markout Movie Podcast, and today I'm gonna review uh Fantasy Island. Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Uh so I'll go ahead and get into the story real quick. Uh, based off the uh, 1970s show, Fantasy Island, Blumhouse is going to tweak it a little bit and make it more horror-related. Um, so the ignamic uh, Mr. Rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. Uh, so that's not really a good description of what's going on here but but basically uh yeah it, it just it throws you right in right this starts with uh i guess it's a little bit of a spoiler uh you don't really never what i didn't like about this opening was it never played a part later in the movie but you open with this girl running through uh, the the tropical forest and uh you know, she's running from this guy, and, um, you know, her fantasy went wrong, apparently. Uh, and you don't really know what happened to her. Uh, you assume she died, but you really don't know. Uh, 
unless I missed it throughout the movie, you, you don't know. Uh, then again, that could have been Michael Rooker's daughter. I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, so more I think it probably was her, but you know, I don't know though. I mean, I'm really thinking about it, and I, I don't think I just I felt that was unresolved. That issue, the opening was unresolved, but it, it, it let you know this is not a good place to be. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, these people, uh, I want to say there was five, um, Ryan Hansen, who plays J.D. Weaver, uh, Jimmy O. Yang, who plays Bratz Weaver, they're brothers, uh, Jimmy, not Jimmy, Bratz, uh, he's the gay Asian brother, and, and this is what's funny about this, because, uh, the other brother is, uh, J.D., uh, Ron Hansen, who I do believe was in um, Friday the 13th, the reboot. I haven't seen him in much, but I want to say he was in that. Uh, so what's funny is the family is pretty much black black sheep brats, right? So this is kind of their, their do-over, getting to relive their fantasies. But really, they're, re they're living Ryan's, JD's fantasy, uh, you know. JD can have all the women he wants, and of course, Bratz can have all the gay men he wants. That is their fantasy, you know. Uh, you know, not the fantasy I would have chosen, but you know, it's kind of a do-over, fun life with models and stuff. Um, that kind of plays out like a 1980s, um, you know. Mafias film. Uh, I'll get into that later on because a certain character, certain actors in this movie, who I just watched in Goon, I thought he was great in that. I think he's great in everything he does. Uh, so it's them two. Uh, Austin Stoll plays Patrick Sullivan, who wants to be, you know, he wants to play soldier. You don't really know why, but that's his fantasy is to play soldier. Uh, so you got them, and you got, let's see, I mean, I don't want to. Leave out anybody. Uh, so it's three. Yeah, okay. Maggie Q plays Gwen Olsen. She, her fantasy is a is a redo. Uh, she regrets not marrying this guy and not having a child of her own. So she wants that life, that fantasy. So, yeah. And the other one is uh, Lucy Hale playing Melanie Cole. Wants revenge on a, on a childhood bully. Uh, so uh, that, 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 that is your story. Uh, I, you know, I've given you the cast for the most part. Um, the, the main people, Michael Pena plays Mr. Rourke. Um, Kim Coates plays Devilface. He comes into play in the two brothers fantasy. Uh, it, it, look, I'll get into the scores real quick. Get into, it got a 4.6, I believe. Let me look. Yeah, it's got a 4.6 on IMDb. Uh, the Rotten Tomato meter right now is currently 10%. Not good at all. Uh, the audience score is 47%. Not good. Not good. But almost half people half liked it as far as the audience goes. Uh, it may it costs seven million to make. It's currently at 13.7 domestically. 7.7 internationally and its worldwide total is 21.4 million dollars. Uh, so it need probably needs to rain make around 14 to 15 million. It's done that. 
it's going to be a profitable film. It probably worldwide get close to 40, I would say, maybe a little bit over 40. Uh, domestically, it'll finish around between 26 and 30. So, if my opinion is, since since everything I've heard from Blumhouse, read all the news and stuff, that the Purge is ending, and I feel like the Purge franchise is based on off a concept. One night in the year, you get to kill whoever you want, <laughs> kind of concept. I feel like this could be their next Purge. Um, you know, people, random people, go to this island for fantasies that you know. I, I like the concept to it. I really do. I really like the concept. Here's my thoughts on this movie. Uh, did I love the movie? No. Did I hate it? No. Uh, first act, actually, I was very invested. I was very invested. Uh, I really liked the first act. Uh, second act, I start, you know, you start to get to, you meet Michael Rooker, who I love. Michael Rooker. He plays a private eye in this. I love him. I didn't care for him in this movie, though. Um, but, you know, I hate, I just didn't really care for him. Um, as far as the cast go, who I thought did a good job, who I didn't, you know, um, let's see, Lucy Hale, uh, tell you the truth, I know she's from Pretty Little Liars, never seen the show, uh, I've only seen her in Truth or Dare, I liked her in that, I thought the movie was average, uh, I think this is a little bit better than Truth, Truth and Dare, or Truth or, or Dare. Uh, she's good in her role. It's just she gets stupid. Her character's choices after that first act are just—it's dumb. What they did with her character, and ultimately, I hated. Ended up—I won't say hated. I ended up disliking her character. Uh, I thought they made very bad decisions with her character in the second and third especially the third act uh just very bad decisions maggie q i got behind her character um you know i thought she did a good job and i know her from designated survivor um still haven't seen the last season but i know her i know her from that movie that show with Kiefer sutherland and a lot of other people so i thought she did a good job and i got behind her character charlotte mckinney plays chastity uh, who's the the bully? Uh, I love that aspect. Uh, you know, she was a mean girl in high school. She has cheated on her boyfriend, and, and stuff that she did uh, was broadcasted to her boyfriend. So I, I like that aspect. You know, it told you what kind of person she really was, and uh, don't know why she did all that, uh, but. It was just funny that, you know, I wouldn't, no, no, now Melanie didn't want to kill her. She just wanted her to suffer a little bit, feel her shame, you know, and so it, at first it was going that way, then it got really dark, really serious, and um, Melanie ends up saving Chastity. So, uh, so that, that, I, I liked that aspect of her character, but after that, her character, we didn't, you know, there's not a lot of character development with her. Uh, it's just her trying to survive this island that she didn't ask to be on. So, I like that. Evan Agoria plays Nick Taylor. He, uh, he comes in and play in the last act. Uh, that's all I want to say about him. I, he didn't really, 
he hardly he's in it about five minutes. So he, you know, uh, you know, in my opinion, plays Mr. Rourke. I play. I think he played it well. Uh, not a comical character at all. Uh, I liked him in the movie. Uh, I understood his reasons. He had depth. I understood his reasons for what he was doing and and why he was doing it. I, I got it, and uh, you know. I understood Kim Coates plays Devilface. He's um, he kind of interrupts the party that the brothers are having, and uh, and they interloop with the soldier fantasy aspect. So I it, it I like that. Uh, I didn't care too much for the brothers' fantasy though. I did like uh, um, Patrick's fantasy where he wanted to be a soldier, and you find out why he wants to be a soldier. And I got behind that. Um, you know. But overall, I feel they great concept. I do, I do believe this is a good concept. I don't think it was executed right. Uh, not, I didn't hate the movie. I wasn't bored. I was entertained throughout the movie. I really was. I was entertained throughout it. Uh, would I watch it again? Yeah, I think I would. Uh, not in theaters. I wouldn't. I can't recommend it being watched in theaters. But I can recommend watching it. Uh, when it's streaming or something uh so you take it as you want but i mean there was never one moment where i was like i think this movie is bad i think this movie well i should say i think this movie is so bad it's unwatchable or i just want to leave i never felt that uh Gretel and hansel i felt that i didn't want to be there i didn't want to finish the movie um Black Christmas definitely felt that. Uh, uh, see, um, the Grudge I felt that for some of that, not all of it, but some of it. And uh, so I was entertained throughout this movie. And I guess this would be like a guilty pleasure for me. It's a movie that I know that's not great, but I don't think it's terrible. And I had fun watching. I had fun with it. And I think that's some. You know, I'm one of the few. Like, 10% of Rotten Tomatoes is pretty bad. 47% audience score is pretty bad. I'm in the minority here. Um, most people are not going to like this movie. I had a friend, and her boyfriend went and seen it, and her boyfriend hated it. She didn't hate it, but she didn't love it. She she said, that actually, she probably wouldn't watch it again. But, you know, she said it, she found it entertaining for the most part. And I found it entertaining. Um, you know, uh, the twist at the end of the movie... Uh, you saw it coming. Uh, as soon as there, there, there was a little backstory to the. See, there's a backstory to these characters and why they're actually there. They're not there for their own fantasy. They're there for a, a, someone's fantasy that they don't know of. Uh, and um, there's a certain scene in the movie. And uh, when once you see that, you know you know exactly what's going to happen. It was a good scene. And I liked it. Uh, it, I think ultimately it made the third act better because uh, it was going off the rails. It really was, but it ultimately made the third act better. Uh, I, you know, it's kind of like the turning in in a way. I look at it like the turning, even though I like this better than the turning, a smudge better. Um, you know, a lot of people hate that movie as well. Uh, horror's not had it. I now I won't say that I actually saw a horror film that I just like. Oh yes, it was awesome. Except for Underwater. Underwater is probably the only one I can really say it's worth watching in theaters. That was the only one, I think. Um, if I might be missing one, but I don't think I am. I think I gave... Uh, I know I gave 
the turning a three out of five. Uh, maybe I'm being generous by doing that because I didn't love the movie, but I was entertained by it. So uh, I think that's why I got there. Uh, for Fantasy Island, though, um, I think most people are going to hate it. I think, and I understand why. I totally get it. But I think it, it also has potential for a franchise. Um, with this concept of going to this island and creating your own fantasies. And, but they got to be different. they got to be better. they got to be a lot better with the fantasies and what goes wrong in the fantasies. Um, um, you know, you can't do the same thing over and over again. I think that's one of the problems with The Purge. You really can't get past that, you know. It's the same movie, really, over and over again, because it's all about that night. I mean, you can change the characters up a little bit, and you can put politics in it, but ultimately, it's the same movie. And, uh, you know, with I think with Friday the 13th, many people have said that's the same movie over and over again. It's, it is in a way, but it's also a, con a continuation of that night or whatever like part two through part four happens in like a couple of days you know it's a, it's a continuation of jason killing people killing anyone that gets in his way and so i think that's why it's it's accepted you know or it was accepted back then and still i mean people love it today but i think it's why it was accepted back then because it was a continuation or you just loved the character so much that you accept stuff like that. Like, I've, I've heard people bash Saw because it's repetitive. Uh, I like Saw, though. I like the franchise of Saw. But I can understand. Uh, Fantasy Island would have to change things up. Ultimately, the concept, I love the concept of going to an island to relive, to live out your fantasies and something horribly goes wrong. I love that idea. I think it was poorly executed in this movie. But... I still had a good time watching it. I still have fun with it. And I'm one of the few people that would actually say that. Uh, but here's my score. And I'm, I'm going to do a little different. Uh, Aaron's going by the markout meter now. Um, that's what he told me. So I'm going to do the markout meter. But my score is going to be a little different than what it usually is. You know, we usually give it a... We go from a O, 0, 0 0.5, 1, 1 1.5, 2, 2.5, 3, 3.5... 4, 4.5, and 5. Today I'm doing a little bit different because on Letterboxd I gave it a 3.5 even though I didn't think it was a 3.5. Uh, but I thought it was higher than a 3. And I think it's around a 3.25. Uh, I think that's where I would put it. And I know it's kind of going against what we do, but I don't feel I can give it a 3, but I don't feel I can give it a 3.5. I think it's at the 3.25. So, uh, that is a fresh score for me. Anything that gets three is fresh for me. So, um, it's watchable. I found it entertaining. Ultimately, I have fun watching it. You know, uh, you know, horror is, it's, 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 it's horror's got different layers. Like, I just recently watched Mother, um, which I wouldn't consider a horror film at all. Recently watched Midsummer. I don't think well, his films are horror films. Um, I really don't. I think they're drama pieces with a few horror elements. I I, I don't. But they're, they're artsy type horror films. That's their. It's the art of horror, I guess. Uh, I don't prefer them. Uh, I prefer fun horror overall. That's that's where I, I slashers films, but ultimately something that's having fun. I, I that's what I prefer. Uh, but. 
you know, I absolutely loved Mother. Uh, I enjoyed Midsummer more than I thought I would. I hated what happened to the to, to those characters. I've, I and I think that's a credit to the director. And I know I'm getting off topic here, but there's just many different films. But I he made me feel something for characters, and I hated what happened to those people. Ultimately, I hated what happened to uh, to the main girl from. Oh man, why am I? Last name's Pew. Uh, shoot, man, I can't make her name. She's from Fighting with My Family. Uh, Midsummer. Oh man, Aaron would kill me. Cause we talk about this girl a lot. Well, we have recently in the past year. Uh, cause I've I've I've, I've said she's the, gonna be a big star. And I, I definitely believe it. Florence Pugh. Yeah, okay, there we go. So, uh, yeah, I was like, she's amazing in the movie, but I disagree with people in saying that she should have got nominated for an Oscar for this. I I don't agree. I If you're not going to nominate uh, the actress uh, for Hereditary, uh, her name... Her name's, I don't know what it is today, Tony Collette. Yeah, if you're not going to nominate her, you cannot nominate uh, Florence. Tony was, in my opinion, much better. Now, Florence was awesome, and it probably took a lot out of her uh, to do that role. Uh, I hated what that character went through. I did. I really hated what went what she went through. I hated what a lot of people went through in that movie. Uh, it's insanity. I will never watch Midsummer again, though. I will never watch it again. I never want to see it again. I don't. Good movie. If it got nominated for an Oscar, it should have. I just can't watch that again. Uh, what? And I think it's a credit to the director in a way because he made me feel something for those people, and I saw what they went through. I know there's a message with the girl and letting go and all that, but it, I, I, there's also another message. <laughs> That's plain as day, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't like cults, and I don't, I don't want to get into it. But I know me and Aaron may end up reviewing it, and I won't forget it. How can I? It, it hit me so much. It made me. It was rubbing me the wrong way. By the time we got to the end, I, I was wanting it to end. I was wanting a lot of people to die, and the people I wanted to die didn't die. But I know there's a hidden message with Florence Pugh's character. I get that. Um, she went through so much. Uh, and But I'm not going to get into it. That's a conversation I have. I have to analyze this episode for Aaron to do uh, more so. And Mother is too. Um, we may do Mother next week. I don't know. Uh, that was a amazing film, uh, Mother. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, I don't know if it's the message or the story. I don't know what it is. I thought it was an excellent film, though. But Fantasy Island's not an excellent film. It's uh, it's not meant to be an excellent film. You know, it's meant to have fun with this. And I think people sometimes get sidetracked on that. And, uh, you know, these Blumhouse films, and they're hit and miss with me. Don't get me wrong. They're hit and miss with me. Happy Death Day. I disliked it. I didn't hate it. I disliked it. Because I went in thinking we were going to get a slasher film. And that's not really what it was. So I knew what I was getting into Happy Death Day 2. Absolutely loved it. 
Now, if I ever go back and watch Happy Death Day, I may enjoy it because I know what I'm getting into. But at that time, I didn't know and I didn't like it. Uh, but I loved Happy Death Day too. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a drink of water. But I loved it, and I hope hopefully they get a third film. Uh, if you can't, I, I I think people want a third. I want a third film, and I wasn't a fan until I saw part two. So I loved that film though. Um, I wouldn't consider it horror at all, but, you know, I loved it. So, I mean, Fantasy Island, is a, it, it was fun to me. Um, I think it was a fun... It actually got a standing ovation from a few people in the audience I went to. Uh, I don't think it deserved a standing ovation at all, but it got one. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I love... I did not know... See, I've never seen the show, so I didn't know this. But... When Sam Jackson, and he's not in the movie, by the way. I'm talking about Deep Blue Sea. Where's the plane, man? Where's the plane? I did not know that was from the line from uh, Fantasy Island. Because they, they, I think they that came up like two or three times in the movie. Um, and the ending, to me, suggests there will be a sequel. The plan is for a sequel. Uh, I, I think it's a plan for a franchise. I really do. After I watched it, I thought, and I was like, this could be their next purge. You know, their their, their next franchise, uh, Purge is ending. Uh, but I feel Purge can take a little break, like Paranormal Activity has. That's coming back. Uh, Fantasy Island could take over. I don't think Fantasy Island's. I don't know if they could bring in numbers that Purge has brought in, but if they can do between twenty five and thirty every film. I think you you you'll have a friend. I think you will see a sequel. I do think a sequel will happen. It may not happen theatrically. It may go straight to uh, streaming or something. But I think you will get a sequel. I do. I think I think it's gonna it's it's made enough money as it is. So I mean you know, but overall I have fun with it and um, that's what I want. When you go to a movie, and this is the the. People were different in the 80s and 90s. When you went and seen a horror film in the 80s and 90s, all you wanted was to have fun. You know, that's all you wanted. You didn't want a good story. You didn't, you didn't want great acting. You wanted a fun film. And I think that's what's missing to, in today's audience. They, they don't want fun. Or they want more. And, and that, I mean, that's cool if you want more. But you got to take it for what it is. This film's meant to be fun. That's it. And, you know, does it go off the rails? Yes, it does. But does it, does it go off the rails so much that it's a horrible film? I don't think so. I don't. But, you know, I'm in the minority, and that's cool. I can be in the minority, and I can have my opinion, and, and that's fine. And I'm, I, you know. But will this make one of my best films of the year? Absolutely not. You know, uh, right now, it's probably my number two horror film. And I don't even really consider this horror. I think they need to up the game for a sequel. I do. I think you need to up the game. You need you need to go darker. You need you need you need some ruthlessness. You know, be fun but be ruthless. I think that's one of Blumhouse's problem. Uh, except for what they did with Halloween, and that was ruthless, and you know that was fun, and you know they they need those type of characters for for villains in their horror films you know you no one really stood out as a big bad guy 
Like, uh, okay, if I did a sequel, you would be excited to see this guy. No one in Fantasy Island stood out that, okay, I want to see that guy in a sequel. No one. And I think that, that is a problem, but ultimately, I think the movie was fun. Anyway, that's been my review. Again, I gave it a 3.25, a little unconventional, but I felt it wasn't a 3, but it wasn't a 3.5, so I went 3.25 mark out meter. Uh, so that's what it is on my meter. Um, if you watched it, let us know what you thought. Uh, send us a voice message on here, or tell us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, but ultimately, I had fun with the movie. I did. And that's that. Now, up next, next horror film I'm seeing is actually Friday night. I'm seeing Brahms, The Boy 2. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I really like the first one. Uh, I've liked the trailers for the sequel. I just don't know how it's going to tie into the original movie. Because if you've seen the original movie, you know the doll's not alive. It's a man hiding in the walls. Uh... They change this up. I'm gonna dislike it, uh, but hopefully they don't change it up. Hopefully, he shows up at some point. But I don't know. I think they're trying to confuse the audience. I think if they are, they done they're doing a good job. Uh, but trying to make you believe this doll's alive, and, and doing that makes me think maybe this is a prequel or something. I don't know. It's it's weird. But I'm excited to see Brahms, the boy too. Uh, also seeing um, Call of the Wild this weekend. Uh, so, I will be back, though, probably, I don't know, tomorrow, I would say, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to give my review of Birds of Prey, which I saw on Monday, uh, that's still fresh in my mind, so, um, I'll talk a little bit about that. But, ultimately, I feel this movie was fun, uh, it fell off the radar, kind of, it, it missed some things in Act 2, it really missed some things in Act 3. Um, but ultimately, I still have fun with the movie. Not a perfect movie. Uh, I wouldn't even say a good movie. But I was entertained. And I had fun with it. So it, it falls in that category. Not really a good movie, but I had fun with it. You know, It falls in that category. Um, I guess that would truly be a guilty pleasure. You know, uh, that... It's, I feel like it's not really a good movie, but doggone it, I enjoy it. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it falls in that. Um, I know Aaron asked me what I thought of it. I said, I had fun with it, you know? I don't know what kind of impression that left, but I, I actually had fun with it. But anyway, that's been my thoughts of Fantasy Island. Blumhouses, because it, it pops up here, Blumhouses, Fantasy Island. And that so reminds me of John Carpenter's and whatever movie he was doing. Uh, so, yeah, I... You look, I'm not suggesting people go see this in theaters, but when it starts streaming, I would say watch it. Give it a shot. Uh, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll hate it, you know, uh, but uh, I felt it was fun, and, and that's my last thoughts on it. I thought it was fun, but thank you for listening, uh, everyone that's listening. Uh, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. Aaron appreciates it. Anyone that's involved with the Market Movie Podcast appreciates all the listens we get um so much much love uh coming from the markup movie podcast to all the people that listen so i'll be back tomorrow to give my review of birds of prey so that's what i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it birds of prey um 
not Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, or Birds of Prey, the whatever title it was called. Um, but anyway, that's been my thoughts of Fantasy Island. Hopefully you enjoyed listening. Hopefully, if you saw the movie, you enjoyed it. If not, hey. Also, if you have any, uh, you're, 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 you listen normally, you're a diehard listener of the Market Movie Podcast, and you want us to do an episode on something, hit us up. Seriously, hit us up. We will talk about it. And we'll we'll tag you and let you know that we listened and we gave you what you wanted. So, but anyway, this has been Brandon Spivey. Uh, also, Friday, we are doing a movie review of Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm, I'm going to let you all know real quick what I thought. Best video game adaptation I've ever seen. Hands down, the best. The curse is lifted. Video games can be made into movies and be good. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'll tell. I'll, I'll talk about a little bit about, a little bit more about it on Friday with Aaron. But yeah, best video game adaptation ever. Fantasy Island, not the best TV show adaptation to a horror film, but it was fun. But I've said fun like ten times because that's what it was. Not good, but fun. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so that's been my thoughts of Fantasy Island. A little long here, really long here. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed listening. As I said before. Anyway, have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day, or if it's nighttime, have a great night. Uh, much love from the Mark Out Movie Podcast. This is Brandon Spivey, signing off.